0: Luca, how are you? Very good, very good. It's
1: such a pleasure. Yes, we can hear you, Luca. All good. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to have you. I will quickly uh, welcome everybody in here on board and then we begin, Luca. Thank you so much. Mr. Luca Rubinacci is a harbinger for Neapolitan tailoring, the most quintessential most dapper Instagrammer and the street style menswear icon. He connects with us live today from his amazingly beautiful Via Monte Napoleone flagship store on the street which is most prominent and addressed in the city of Milan, Italy. It's such a pleasure to have you amongst us Luca. I'm deeply honored and this really means a lot to us. Why Fashion Matters, a digital talk series Produced by the design village, India transcends continents to discover the cradle of bespoke menswear in the city of Naples in the southern part of Italian peninsula. As we unveil the resplendent heritage of 90 years of the family owned luxury empire of Rubinacci. Synonymous with fluid silhouette of a suit dabbled with a gamut of colors heritage fabrics from the oldest fabric mill, which is Vitale Barbaris Canonico, Rubinacci defines the elegance of a gentleman whose attire does not need to stand out on a street, but remarkably blends in harmoniously with the way of life, a way which is a true work of an artisan and the embodiment of Sartoria Italiana. Rubinacci is headquartered in Palazzo Cellamare in the heart of Napoli. Signor Mariano, Mariano Rubinacci, the Grand Master himself, a true gentleman who spearheads a brand says to us, elegance is something inside you. Being elegant signifies being at the right place with the right suit. It means being yourself and being aware of your role and mission. It means how to present yourself. Today, we have Mr. Luca Rubinacci, his son, who earmarked his journey with this amazing world of fashion of menswear at the start of the new millennium. He was an ex-graduate of uh, London School of Economics and a master tailor from Row, trained and garnered over a period of time And today, not only is he an icon of Instagram, he is a perfect example of a gentleman who lives life and his own standards, but at the same time maintains those amazing roots of what Rubinacci, the empire stands for today. Whoever experiences the bespoke suit service of Rubinacci in the heart of Naples actually is privileged to be hosted on the Casa Rubinacci in Naples. They spent a few days there. As the suits are tried and refitted and a bespoke suit which is a true piece of masterpiece comes out at the end of it so luca we welcome you once again before i start luca wanted to ask you one question which was running in my mind you know being a graduate from london school of economics being a major in economy how did fashion came into being and was stepping into the family business an obvious choice for you uh, sorry, I didn't. I didn't hear properly. Can you repeat it? Yes, Luca. So, what I wanted to ask of you is, after doing your uh, graduation in economics, was starting your family, uh, joining the family institution, was it an obvious
0: choice for you? Uh, let's say that uh, I'm a part of a family that I have. Uh, I have three sisters, and uh, I am the fourth. Of, uh, of, of, of already a big family, and uh, my father pushed hard to have a boy into the family. So uh, I'm uh, I, I was not uh, forced, uh, but uh, not in the real way, but. Uh, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I don't know if uh, I didn't like this job. Or what was going to happen? Likely, likely, I started uh, um, going into the tailor shop when I was five years old. So maybe at that time, my father was already thinking uh, about better to put uh, this uh, boy in the tailor uh, in the laboratory uh, at this age in order to let him understand that this is his future.
1: Thank you. It's so beautiful. I think what has happened in these last 30 years is incredible to the brand Rubinacci. So Luca, what according to you is the philosophy of the brand that it stands by today?
0: But let's say that uh, the philosophy of the brand has been very clear from the 1930s because my grandfather was uh, uh, an art dealer with a passion for clothing but uh, he was an art dealer, he was selling art to Count, to uh, Prince uh, and to the King of uh, of Savoy that was reigning the, the two Sicily, you know Italy was divided in two in the 1930s and, uh, and the Bourbons was reigning the, 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 the south of Italy my grandfather was um, was selling art to the to the king and at the one point he, the king was asking him who was his tailor because he was dressing so charming and so elegant so in the, he started uh, to introduce his tailor, he started to introduce his shirt maker, but the point was that he didn't want the tailor. He was uh, was asking for uh, someone that was having the test of my grandfather and the hand of his tailor. So my grandfather, what he, what, what he did, he opened a laboratory in the center of Naples with all what he was thinking was the best tailor in Naples at that moment. And he called it London House. He didn't call it the Robinacci because he was thinking that it was his hobby. And you, because London was the capital of the elegance at the time, he was thinking it was a capital of the elegance because he never been to London. <laughs> uh, he, 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 was, he was asking for uh, to put London House because he was saying Rubenacci is, a, is an ardeleer. London House, it's my passion. But slowly, little by little, this London House little laboratory get to be bigger and bigger because in Naples everybody wants to be dressed by this gentleman called Gennaro Rubinacci. The name of my father, grandfather was Gennaro. Okay. Then in the 1943, after the war, um, the, uh, the, the King of Savoy concessed that the, the possibility to put the crown on top of the brand uh, L H of London House so what he did is to give the concession as official leader of the of the of the royal family correct of the of the royal family did you see this is uh, this is the L H that is a london house and this is the crown this is the crown concessed by the the king in the 1943 this is the only label that is now appear only on our bespoke garments because we think that bespoke should remain like used to be in uh, in the 1932 so this is the little story about about the origin of the brand and then my father um, uh, my father started to let uh, to let become rubenacci famous in all Italy and he understand the the potentiality to change the name from London house to to Rubenacci because of course London house was a, a common name Rubenacci was more the family name so in the 1963 my father changed London house into Rubenacci and he only keep the label LH with the crown as the official brand label of the company. Then, then we arrived in the 2000. We arrived. I arrived in the 2000. You know, looking at, at this uh, empire that my father, uh, my, my father built it because uh, uh, the um, the Rubenacci being been not with me, been already the most uh, iconic uh, Neapolitan tailor. In the world, so what was my 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 next step? Because uh, because the third generation, as you know, the first one starts, the second grow, the third one flip down, you no. Know? But uh, but it was not it was not really like that because I was thinking that uh, we are in a modern in a modern era we are uh, giving uh, uh, we are dressing the word we are um, we are speaking on zoom and and we are uh, we are um, giving our uh, publicity on, on on social network so this mm-hmm. is what i was uh, what was going to start in my company making making a, a tailor house more 2.0 you know if we can say oh, 3.0 if, if even better so uh, i was starting my father sent me to to london in order to to understand what, another type of clothing, you know, more structured, less Neapolitan, because of course the clients of my my father was all Italians. My clients was the world. So this is the the, the next step. Not only uh, being able to make the best Neapolitan jacket, but also to understand the necessity of clients around the world. We are speaking now uh, with uh, with you that that you 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 live uh, where where you where you live
1: india uh, new delhi
0: it's a school in which is an extension of new delhi you you live in new delhi you know for sure new delhi is much more humid much more warm than uh, than uh, a typical italian weather where we have season you have uh, less seasoned than us you know you don't really have uh, the the you have really warm weather humid so the, the way how you dress for sure is completely different from the way Absolutely. how we dress but your your way maybe it's um, it's similar to the neapolitan way because maybe Yes. Uh, unconstructed and open with fabric are welcome. But uh, think about my clients in Kazakhstan, that uh, in Russia, where they live in a very and a more tough weather. You know, they maybe they they need clothes that are more uh, more heavy. But then they want Neapolitan construction because these heaviest can be um, can be working in a very light way that it that it feel warm. But it's light to the shoulder because people that wear clothes like us every, all day long, you know, they need to be comfortable at, at the end of the day. Think about something you know, that I always say to my client. When, when, when a man go inside the house, you know, the first thing that he take it off is a jacket. But he, if he has a pullover, if he has a pullover, a sweater or something like that, he don't take it off. True. Why? because, psychologically, the pullover is much more comfortable, so he don't need to take it off. Meanwhile, the jacket doesn't feel like a second skin, so he want to take it off. So if we if we make a, a bespoke jacket possible to fit like the sweater, the client doesn't feel it. And if he doesn't feel it, he has more pleasure in wearing it. Sorry. So this is the real essence of bespoke.
1: Beautiful. Uh, so when we talk about bespoke, necessarily, Luca, how important is handmade in Italy? Why do people still cherish it so much?
0: This is about the passion, you know. Uh, I'm a, I'm a very frankly speaking, and um, and um, and why why you need to um, to drive a Ferrari if a Fiat 500 can bring you home. <laughs>
1: True, <laughs> very true.
0: Yes. Maybe, maybe a bicycle. Maybe, maybe Why, why you need the, Why you need to drive a, a Fiat Cinquecento if I can, if I can drive a bicycle and drive me home? You know, this is a, this is bespoke. This is completely handmade. Why you need sixty hours to make a bespoke suit when maybe New Delhi they make it in five hours? Right. Because. Of knowledge, because of passion, because of how much do you care? It's better or not? This is this you you will never know, because maybe a machine-made suit fits better than a handmade suit, because maybe the handmade suit is made uh, without uh, without thinking about your proportion. Then that's why you need to go to. Uh, not a, a good tailor. A tailor that understands your your necessity. A tailor that can uh, take okay. it out from you the style you have inside. Something it's really that, uh, that will yeah. keep. It's more. It's very psychological. It's very cool. psychological. That's why we try we try uh, the people that comes to Rubanachi, you know? The clients that comes to Rubanachi, they already know we are going to give him the best suit. What they don't know is how they will fit in. The service it's behind it. Because this it's something that only a tailor can give, only a service can give but you can pay, you know, it's not about how much you pay because maybe the the, the tailor around your corner, he can understand this and can make it. Of course, we have more experience. Of course, we give more service. Of course, we can have access to much more fabric. Of course, we can live in a world that fits the clients because of course if you are in the corner of a house you cannot dress the prince of scotland because you will never know how he dress you cannot dress the the the, the president of united states because you don't know where he goes you know if you live, if you if you dress a certain amount of clients you have also to understand their necessities
1: absolutely and i think that is what handmade values is, because it is so important that it actually, like you said, becomes a second skin. It need not be a part. Once you move, it is something which motions with you and it comes alive. So, I totally agree with you there, Luca. It's so important that this nuanced way
0: of lives are studied. And
1: I'm happy that you are doing that.
0: But, uh, but you also have to understand that the clients should understand this. Because, yes. you know, when when, when when you have in front of you a ready-to-wear jacket, you put on and you immediately know if you like it or not. Yes. When you are going to do something bespoke, you are buying something without know what you are going to buy. You just have to believe.
1: That trust is paramount here. That relation that you develop with your cutter, your master tailor is everything. And I think that is what we sort of believe in today. So, Luca, when uh, you have to define the typical Rubinacci gentleman and the traits that they should have, what would your comment be on
0: that? You know, uh, there is no Rubenacci type of, uh, type of clients because, uh, um, of course, uh, uh, the the budget it's it's important. So um, this is very important. But uh, uh, we don't have a type of client. We have musicians. We have entrepreneurs. We have doctors. We have lawyers. We have bankers. We have politicians. Um, we have people that uh, they want to build their own style. We have we have clients of 20 years old. They want to go to the first uh, um, job with a Rubenacci suit. You know, uh, uh, this is about they have the money to spend. No, they don't have it, but they know that if they invest in one suit, good, maybe they will have it for life because this is the essence of bespoke. You are paying 5,000 euros for a, for a bespoke suit, but you are going to keep it for life. You can yes. buy 10 suits out of 5,000 euros with 500 euros. You can buy 10, but then after a couple of years, you have to throw away. Maybe they break it. You know, when you're making something bespoke, there is fabric inside. You can make it wider, you can make it tighter, you can make it shorter, you can make it longer, you can wash it, you can break it. Because it's made, it's made in a way. It's always possible to, to modify. True, cool. of course, nice. of course, of course. If you grow up 20 kilos, you are another man.
1: <laughs> this so this has
2: happened with me I'm it. telling
0: you. I tell you. I tell you this story that is funny because um, uh, it's it's true. A bespoke suit, it's a hundred percent possible to modify but in a terms of a good sense, because you always should have good sense. That is very important in, uh, in the world of fashion, in the world of tailoring, in the world, in the entire world. The good sense is, uh, is uh, 50% of what an entrepreneur should do. Because, uh, because let's say like this, a uh, suit it's always possible to modify, yes, in the terms of five, six kilos. Five, six kilos are five, six, seven centimeters. You know, Correct. each kilo, it's one centimeter. So if yes. you grow six, seven kilos, it's seven centimeters. And we still have possibility to change. But after seven kilo, it's you are not anymore changing on your belly. You are changing in the shoulder. You are changing in the collar. You are changing in a lot of parts. Maybe you are changing in the legs. So even, even if you honor. lose... Even if you lose 20 kilo or if you take 20 kilo, you are changing your identity. So if you have the pocket here, absolutely, I can move the shoulder, but I cannot make it wider because this is impossible. Right. Why I'm telling you that? Because usually Arabs, for example, Arabs are are type of, type of clients that they go up and down 20 kilos. Okay, because they have they have Ramadan. They have kind of things where for a couple of months they stop eating. Then after that they start eating again, drinking again, and they can change 20 kilos. So what Luca suggests? Two wardrobes.
1: <laughs> and that's a good idea. Yeah.
0: Two wardrobes. <laughs> one when you have uh, one when you have 20 kilos more. And one when you have 10 kilos less. Because you have to understand and realize it, the reality. You cannot go up and down and go and send the the jacket to the tailor. Now five centimeters more, now five centimeters less. And you keep us crazy. And
1: especially when your continents are apart, it's impossible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, Luca, you know... So, you have to take in consideration a lot of things.
1: Right. Absolutely. My next question to you is Luca that when you are working as an independent Luca and when you're working as Lupinacci, the brand how do the two roles interchange for you
0: I'm the face of the brand by the way you know it's um, I'm the designer of the brand I'm the fourth gen- I'm the third generation of the brand so uh, Luca it's right Luca is the brand like this is a. This is you know. It's it's not possible to, to change it, and I will keep it for life. So and I and I, and I love to build a, 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 an icon out of a brand. This is something that today it's missing. You know, if you if you think about the 70s, you not know, Armani. Armani was growing uh, with the brand, and Armani was Armani himself. Valentino. Valentino was growing his brand it was Valentino himself. Um, I'm not doing anything else that great designer was doing in the 70s. So they was doing it for the first time. So now when you're building a new brand, there is no face of, of, of the brand in, of, of the man himself. What I'm doing is only something simple that people used to do in the 80s, in the 70s because today they are building brand out of strange name and then changing creative director changing things but because uh, behind that brand there are only holding there are only found there are only things that are looking at how to make money not how to translate this brand into a family brand into a new generation brand you know, so this is a, this is something that today is very difficult to do. Uh, today we are talking about startups. You know, yes. today today is a different world. and uh, and having a brand like Rubanacci, where uh, there is a real identity in the back, it um, I think it's priceless.
1: You have rightly said it. It is the DNA that matters the most. If one is able to sort of understand the DNA and embody it in everything that they do about the brand, then the brand and the person always remain the same, right? So, uh, Luca, coming to the next part, I wanted to understand from you, why is social media so important, especially a luxury brand such as Rubinacci? How do you do this, you know, having an image on social, but also selling a luxury experience? These are two very different worlds.
0: I don't think it's true because um, uh, uh, in the in the in the past we was having uh, uh, paper uh, magazines, you know, Vogue magazine, GQ magazine, GQ it's Gentleman Quarterly, by the way. You know, uh, and and I think not not any any people any and a lot of people know that GQ is gentleman quarterly, no? Because they only see lingerie and and things on top, and they think that it, this is a this is fashion. GQ should not be fashion, by the way. This is a parenthesis. Um, the thing is that um, social network are nothing else that the magazine of the, 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 the past generation so we have to realize that we have to uh, understand and and working with it because uh, before to make a publicity on a newspaper was a lot very expensive today to get an influencer your clothes it's very expensive so social are are a powerful object you know that uh, that is in is in the hands of everyone it's starting for free because you can make your own publicity for free. But if you need the help of someone, like if you need an advertiser, you need to take a, a, an influencer. You need to take a page on a magazine. Right. So it's a, it's like this. And uh, and uh, and it's the future. Absolutely, I think that the future is a um, is a social network like Instagram because it's much more simple and fast than Facebook. But uh, I don't think that the future of the brand is a TikTok because TikTok is something uh, completely different uh, approach. You know, TikTok right. is something very young that uh, need to um, uh, need to uh be like a, a musical and sketch and everything i don't think that this needs the brand i think that brands need something like instagram that uh, that can really show in uh, in different ways like a, with a reel with a photo with an igtv can really show uh, a product you know it that is not possible to show on TikTok because TikTok is only 10 second, 15 second right. shortcut movie, you know? Right.
1: So, uh, Luca, who is your inspiration? Who inspires you?
0: For me, uh, this did. This already, I already replied to you like the other day. No, I don't have, uh, I don't have. I, I love that also. Um, uh, I don't, I don't really have uh, icons to follow. I don't really uh, uh, have a style icon, or uh, I don't take inspiration from a single man. I try to take inspiration from everyone. Um, you know, inspiration is uh, the ability of uh, finding something. Uh, for yourself, in any details you can see around uh, around yourself. From the past, you can take inspiration. From your father, you can take inspiration. From your friend, you can take inspiration. You can take inspiration on the street from the people they are walking and are passing through you. Because taking inspiration doesn't mean copying someone doesn't mean uh, dressing like someone. Taking inspiration means just a single detail, you know. You can uh, copy a move, you can copy a detail, and then having different things from different people, you make your own style. That's so beautiful. And then people, then people will follow you. Otherwise, if you are just uh, a clone, over someone from the past, people will be will get inspired from 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 the, from the original, not from the copy of the of the of the future. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, I absolutely. It's much
0: more difficult, of course, because dressing like James Dean is very easy: t-shirt and <laughs> jeans. You know? Yes, it's not. It's not. A, or dressing like 007, blue jacket, blue tie, and white shirt. Simple.
1: Yeah, actually, I think the easiest part is, is to look like a clone, but to have your own unique style is what sets us apart. What makes us more human, I suppose.
0: And then, and then it's much more uh, uh, interactive, you know, because yes. uh, you don't have one, you have everyone. The other day, a magazine asked me in which decade uh, in which decade you would uh, you would like to to born if you if you can decide i said that i said today i said today i am in the perfect decade because i can take inspiration yeah. from the past i can I I, I I can do whatever i want now i can move for the future you know this is this is a perfect decade if i want to dress with a jacket i dress with a jacket if you think about the 30s the 40s of course a picky blinder of course, uh, uh, people was dressing incredibly. Yeah, but they only was dressing like that. Everybody, even the guy in uh, at twelve years old, he was wearing the jacket and tie. So it was very strict.
2: Sure.
0: Today, today we are not like that. Today we are now in a chat where uh, where you see someone with a shirt, someone with a T-shirt, you with a with a scarf. We are all different. Yes. But we are all talking. We are talking. We are all talking about about a gentleman essence, uh, the way of dressing, why fashion matters. But when I go surfing, I don't wear jacket and tie. When I go surfing, I have my my shorts, my T-shirt, my Hawaiian T-shirt. And people that uh, I I met in that contest, they will never think about Luca wearing a jacket because they don't think me like that. True.
1: That's very important, Luca. I think you've summed it up really well in there and we must know how to differentiate at the different times. Luca, I have a few members of my academic team who would like to ask a few questions from you. First, we have Sneha, who is a sustainable process, concept and product designer. She is a design facilitator and the baskets mentor at The Village. She works with material and materialism, irrespective of its manifestation. And practice is designed with no limitation or definitions. Sneha, over to you.
2: Hi, Luca. Hello, Shana. Hi. Um, so, I have a very emotional connect kind of a question. I usually wear my um, father's clothes. I prefer menswear formals as compared to women's wear formals that we get, even for stitching. I mean, in India, we don't have a lot of tailors for that. So, I was wondering if I had to wear. Uh, Rubinacci, men's trousers what would my experience be like? Because I'm sure you're telling everyone about what their experience would be like when they buy your trouser. So
0: uh, The difference between men's and ladies, first of all, is that men's uh, ladies uh, are good in uh, mostly everything they wear and even if they're not fitting right, they know how to act right men's we need to dress as less ridiculous as possible that's it saying that i like to uh, uh, women ladies they have personality men's are like uh, horses with the para highs if they wear a jacket and they like it they wear always the same jacket when this jacket is destroyed, they go back to the same store and they buy the same jacket because that one before it's destroyed. So they don't want to change. We are talking in a way that we make bespoke clothes. So we are talking with, with the clients and men that wants to change, wants to open a world like ladies do. Many of my clients have wardrobe bigger than uh, their, their wife or their uh, fiancé. My wardrobe in my house is Two times the wardrobe of my woman, my, my 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 wife, but uh, not that my wife is small, but my one is is huge. So, uh, women goes to tailor; they know what they want. So, what will be your experience? It will be exactly what you have in mind, because working with a tailor with a lot of experience, just maybe maybe you know what you need. A tailor with a lot of experience just because you already know what you want. A man don't really need a lot of experienced tailor because maybe the tailor <coughs> it's a, a normal tailor, it's already enough. I think that for ladies, no. Ladies need a very experienced tailor because they need to bring their knowledge to the tailor. They are not enough of uh, what the tailor wants to do for me. Because maybe they don't like it. Because they know that a jacket on you, how it looks good.
2: Thank you so much. Makes a lot of sense.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Luca. Thank you, Sneha. Luca, we have now Shemal. Shemal actually is an intersectional design educator who uses feminist pedagogies to destabilize normativity in classrooms. His research area lies at the intersection of sexuality studies, political science, and urban studies focusing on performances, justices, John. queer issues. So Shaman over to I'm you. To we can take a pause. Luca, please have water. We can take a pause. Yeah. Ciao, Luka. How are you?
2: Very good. How yeah. are you? Did you hear me? I'm good. I'm good. You know, I'm very curious. Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me?
0: Yeah, of course, of course.
2: Yeah, so in the last few years, you know, Italy has seen so many changes such as, you know, increased uh, immigration, political destability, uh, economic destability, and also now with COVID, you know, a lot of identity of what's me Italian and, you Mm -hmm. know, the whole collective identity has shape and shift much how do you see you know uh design and fashion sort of responding to this and how does it sort of intersect with your own emotions nostalgia and you know this idea of an authentic italian identity and sort of where do you see it going forward
0: this is a um this is exactly what uh, I'm trying to do in the new generation, my generation, you know, because uh, uh, as I told you before, my father was uh, dressing people that were coming from Italy. My grandfather was, was dressing people that was coming from Naples. I'm dressing people that are coming from all over the world. Um, we are we live in a cosmo in a cosmopolitan world so everybody we can reach everyone you know Uh, i can speak with you now and nothing is changing you know it's very it's very quite very fast you know and uh, and uh, i think that uh, what you can appreciate when uh, with the word made it in italy you know is not only the um, the manufacturer because i'm sure that if i go around india and maybe I will come one day. I will be very happy to come. I'm, I'm sure that I will find very great things, and I'm sure that I will find uh, fabrics yeah. that are super interesting. You know, um, the the difference between us and you. It's, uh, it's just uh, how uh, more uh, into it we are, you know, because we have more knowledge, we have more uh, um, more charisma, we know, uh, we have more experience, you know. Um, but doesn't matter, doesn't mean, doesn't mean we are better. Uh, it doesn't mean, uh, uh, like, let, let's say, you know, for example, um, uh, handmade in China, you know, uh, and made in China now, it's becoming super popular. But uh, and people say yes, but it's look up, it's made in China. But you know, sometimes made and made in China, it's much better than some and made in Italy. You know, mm-hmm. because that means that uh, made made in Italy it, uh, yeah. has, to 100%, has, has to be 100 percent, as to be under percent right. You know, and this is in design, this is in clothing. This is in building everything. So uh, I think that uh, when are you talking about clothing, for example, you know that uh, coming, uh, you have to understand with who you are talking. You know, if you're talking with Rubenacci, let's say, because we are now talking about us. If you're talking with Rubenacci, you know that you're talking with a brand of three generation knowledge of tailoring. You're talking with uh, a brand that uh, used to sell excellence for almost eight years. So you are more confident on giving your money to make something.
1: So right, Luca, yes. Shemal, thanks for your yeah. question. Thank you, yeah. Shemal. Luca, we have a uh, last person from the academics, uh, Rishab. He is an architect and also a space designer. He currently works with ARCOM, which is an architectural studio and also the parent company of the Design Village. He is developing a new curriculum on practice of international practice and habitat design at the village. Bishop, over
2: to you. Thank you, Vatsal. Hi, Luca. Hi, Ushab. So I had a question that back then, there was an era where every gentleman used to have customized suits, and that was a natural way of being. Whereas Preta these days has transitioned everything. So how do you suggest that the youth of today go back to bespoke?
0: Uh, i tell you something else. In a way that, um, in a ready-to-wear, you have to fit into the garments. In a bespoke, is the garments that has to fit you. What that means, that to, to make a jacket, you can go in 10 store. And try to find the jacket that fit you, but you cannot pretend that a jacket fit you. Going to a tailor, you can pretend that the jacket fit you, because this is it how it should be. So this is the main difference between ready-to-wear and bespoke. Now, what's happening? That ready-to-wear people and the designer, when they make a collection ready-to-wear, they need to think who they want to sell to. We want to sell to European, okay. Their their age is 180, 175, and uh, they wear short jacket and they wear tight trousers. So make a collection that uh, it's intended to sell to this kind of people. But tomorrow. The, mer- the, the, the 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 market is Asian Asian are small Asian they don't have a waist so the sha- the jackets are much shorter the trousers are much thinner and the same guy that is European is finding the jacket short it's finding the jacket too tight the the, the, the the trousers too tight and says what's happening and the brand says, now the, the, the fashion is everything short, everything tight, everything like this. It's not true. It's they only sell to a different kind of people. And they try to convince you with the marketing because the problem of today, it's the marketing. When you're building a ready-to-wear brand, you are the, the marketing is much more important than the product itself. You know the people come here and says Luca, but we don't like short jacket. Why everyone is making short jacket? Yeah, of course, the market it, it's Asian and they are all small. If 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 tomorrow the the the, 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 the new market is uh, it's European, the jacket will be already again long. So this is fashion. Fashion, it's following. Bespoke, is being followed. You can, you have, you want to build your style. You have to go bespoke. Or, if you have the measure lucky like to get into the ready-to-wear, you don't need to.
1: Thank you, Luca. Thank you, Rashab. Sneha, Luca, Sneha, Shemal, and Rishab, thank you so much for joining us. Luca, before we move on towards the close. There are a lot of students who want to pursue design uh, in future and they want to be connected with the Design Village. So what is that message to the community of designers across the country who want to be successful people tomorrow and also the Design Village community?
0: I think that they always have to move uh, fast forward uh with a good sense this is uh, very important because uh, what we are losing today is a good sense you know we, we try to give uh, our best but uh, but we are forgetting the rules you know you have to know the rules and then you can break it you cannot break the rule without knowing it you know and um, and uh, and uh, and the knowledge you know the experience um you never have to finish to uh, to um, to learn and this is—you uh, never have to think that you are arrived, at, and uh, and the people have to follow you. You always you always have to move forward. Then, if the others follow you, good. But you have to move forward, and 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 looking back at what makes you go faster in the future, not looking you back on the way that you are stopping you. You know, you are on, you are not. I always say. I always say to my father, you know, I'm on train. And then going. If you wanna jump in, you jump. But otherwise I will go there.
1: That's so right. Luca, it's been an honor to share this platform with you. I am so privileged that we could all be here. It has been an exemplary example of how the world has come closer through online platforms such as Zoom. But I really feel that I was able to relive my days in Milan once again through you. Italy has been extremely close to me it is what drives me every day and menswear is something which I completely believe in I am made of and today has been such a revelation so thank you for making us so emotional I am totally and from the design village we really really look forward to having beautiful relation in times to come and thank you for joining us today
0: Thank you. Whenever you want, we can uh, have a nice chat again.
1: Absolutely, Luca. Thank you. And we will have the second, the the fourth part of the Why Fashion Matter series on 15th of February. I would love for you to be there, Luca. Uh, we will have a new guest who is a beautiful slow designer from India. She loves playing with vegetable dyeing techniques, and it's amazing to She's the, she's an old friend from 20 years ago, and she is brilliant at what she does. Her name is Priyadarshni Rao. And I would be there again to share this platform with you all again. So take care, all of you all. And thank you, Luca, once again. Uh, good evening. From thank my you. Bye bye.
0: Bye. Thank you. Ciao, ciao. Ciao.